Bibles to Psalm 42. And while you're turning there, we welcome those who are listening by way of the internet. And if you are sick, it is helpful to listen. Live streaming, it is helpful. And so uh, let me say this about our building fund. You can still do that. If you've been at home, you haven't turned it in, you could call the office tomorrow. The girls will be glad to send you one in the mail. Or you can pick one up at the service. So I know sometimes if you're not here and people have been sick and everything, so you can do that if you want to. That'll be helpful. Psalm 42. Tonight I want to talk on the subject, talking to yourself. Talking to yourself. Now, all of us have done that. And just about everybody's smiling, so we've all done that. Or you've experienced someone doing that. You ever been in a room? Another person is in another room, and nobody else is in the house. And this person is talking out loud. And you listen for a while, and you go. And you walk in there, and you say, who are you talking to? They always smile and say, I'm talking to myself. Now, someone has said, if you talk to yourself, you get intelligent answers and no backtalk. <clears throat> in this Psalm 42, David is talking to himself. So just a minute, we're going to read this, and I want you to kind of have that in your mind as you think that through a little bit. And he's not just talking to himself. He's talking to himself about God. In the New Testament, we read these words. These things means Old Testament stuff. These things were written for our, uses the word in samples, means examples. These things were written for our examples. So all those things in the Old Testament, we weren't alive. If you were, you really look good tonight. We weren't here. So there are examples. Some are good examples. Some are bad examples. But they're written for us. We can read it, for example. So David, we didn't live when he lived, but this is an example for us to apply to our lives and to benefit from. So would you follow with me as I read aloud? There's only 11 verses, Psalm 42. And as we read this, as I read it, would you think David is talking to himself? As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? Verse 4. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and all thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto thy God. 
I will say unto God my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Question. Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the sword in my bones, mine enemies will reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Then I will look back at verse 5 again. We'll take our, most of our thoughts from verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Remember, he's talking to himself. He's asking himself a question. And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. The Psalms play on all the strings of our emotions, and we all have emotions. Now, some are more emotional than others. That's okay. The Psalms meet us in despair. That's why they say when you're having trouble, turn and read Psalms. And when all hope seems gone, it's one of the best books to read. The Psalms lift us up on wings of praise, giving songs in the night. This text against by David, talking to himself. Can you picture him sitting there? I don't know if he was sitting or what he was doing. Can you picture him talking to himself as though two men, that's what he's like. His faith reasons with his fears. His hope argues with his sorrows. And this text of verse 5, these words, I should say, appear also in verse 11 as we read in the same chapter. And also chapter 43 and verse 5. So we're talking about self-talk. Self-talk. When to talk to ourself. Self-talk may be just what you need tonight. I want us to look at this just a little bit closer tonight for a few minutes. We may need self-talk or talking to ourselves about God when we're discouraged. Now, we already read this verse. David said, why art thou cast down? The guy was discouraged. And we all, we all can and do get discouraged. The guy who says he never gets discouraged, he's committing another sense called lying. Because we all do. And we, go, we may go through times of discouragement that drain us of our, of our courage and our strength and our resolve to go on. <clears throat> Poor health robs us of strength, whether it's your health or somebody else's health that you know and love, whether it's just even a cold, which a lot of our people have right now, even if it's just a cold, it's, it's, it's distressing to them. Who wants to be sick? Or maybe it's a temporary problem that gets squared away, or maybe it's an ongoing problem, or maybe it's a terminal health problem that you know you're going to pass. And so that can be discouraging. Income is low and debts are high. You'll be thinking about that next couple months. You know, April 15th will be here before we know it. And so people start thinking, oh, no. Maybe it's temporary. Maybe it continues when our dreams are dashed when we, and, our, and our castles tumble, it simply means things are just not working out the way you thought they would work out. And all of us have been there. 
Things aren't just working out the way I thought they would. That's kind of what David was saying. Family and friends disappoint us. If you've lived long enough, you've experienced that. If you haven't, hang on. In different ways, maybe practically, maybe spiritually. I'm sure probably in this room there are people who have family members who need to be closer to the Lord to sit that way. Or maybe they need to be saved. So that can disappoint you when they keep saying no. <clears throat> so David here in this text scolds David. He scolds himself out of the dumps, so to speak. What, why are we living under the circumstances? Have we forgotten the promises of God? Sometimes we do. Romans 8.20 is still there. And we know that all things work together for good. It didn't say all things are good. Don't misread it. All things work together for good to them who are called of God, who love God, who are called according to his purpose. It's still there. Have we been doubting God's love? I like that verse, and let me just read to you in Romans 8.38. Romans 8.38. The question is, what can separate us from the love of God? And the answer is nothing, but he goes on to elaborate and says, For I am persuaded, Paul, to the Romans. Romans 8.38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we may, you may need self-help tonight. We're discouraged. Say, how can you be discouraged? It's only January 2nd because of last year. <laughs> and if, if you watch the news, I don't know how suppose people get up in the morning. I really don't. So we may need to self-talk when we're discouraged. Maybe you need to talk to yourself tonight. Now, don't do it during the message. Go, go, to, go home and go in the bathroom, lock the door, and talk to yourself. Then if somebody locks the door and says, hey, who's in there? Who are you talking to? I'm just talking to myself. We may need self-help when we're upset. Now, I'm sure nobody in this entire church ever gets upset about anything. But David was upset. Notice how he, his words he used, why art thou disquieted? Kind of an old-fashioned word, within me. You know what disquieted means in layman's terms? The quiet is gone. It also means, by dictionary definition, means to disturb or to distress. It means defeat. It means unexplained overturn. Disquieted means upset. We, refund, we all respond faithlessly when we're upset, don't we? And we say things that we really don't mean. It's so true. How about some examples in the Bible? I'll just refer to these. I'm not going to read these verses of people who responded faithlessly when they were upset. Jacob, in Genesis 42, thought all was against him. As a matter of fact, he said it this way. All these things are against me. He was in a tough situation. <clears throat> His boy Joseph was supposedly dead, and everything's weren't going right. He said, all these things are against me. How about Elijah? Remember when he had that great victory over the prophets of Baal? Then he comes out, and Jezebel says, 
Jezebel texts him and says, I'm out for you, boy. And as the spiritual giant he was, he went out by himself in the woods and got under a tree and said, now God, I'm paraphrasing, just go ahead and kill me. Now, do you think he was just a little bit upset? God, just go ahead and kill me. Uh, Job, in his book, in chapter 3, Job said he wished he hadn't been born. Again, I don't know that all these men really meant these things, but they said these things. Maybe you thought that to yourself, wish I'd never been born, or I wish I was dead like Elijah. <clears throat> Remember the disciples in the New Testament, long about Mark chapter 4, <clears throat> when Jesus was on the boat with them, and there was a big storm, and Jesus was sleeping. And you can imagine his disciples jumping around, all nervous and everything, which I find funny if most of them were fishermen. It's not like they've been on a boat before in a storm. But, but Jesus was there, and he was sleeping. So they go to the back of the boat, and they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Oh, don't you know what's going on here? So they were upset. They were, they were in a panic. Did you ever do that? We all have. I'm nodding my head for all of us. We've all done that. <clears throat> Maybe it's time to talk to ourselves. <clears throat> Distress should remind us that God's grace is sufficient. We all know that to be true. We all would agree to that. We all would shake our head. But sometimes putting it into practice is a lot harder than reading it in a book. Paul himself found God's grace to be sufficient for him. Do you think Paul was ever upset? You know what he said to the Corinthians? Maybe they were upset too, and he tried to help them a little. Let me read this in chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I, meaning Paul, talking of himself. He's not talking to himself, he's talking about himself. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Do you think that might have said it once in a while? For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he, meaning God, said to him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, Paul said. That's Paul's two cents. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now I'm telling you what, I can read those words, but that's pretty hard to do. No wonder Paul said in another place, I have learned whatsoever state I am to be content. That's kind of the sentiment here. Verse 10, 2 Corinthians 12 still. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Now I'll tell you the truth, I don't. You do, more part to you and Paul. Now we should, but that's what we, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. We understand what he's saying, we agree with it, but boy, Paul found God's grace to be enough. And Paul had plenty of distress and difficulty in his life and his ministry. And a lot of Paul's distress, upset, difficult came because of him serving God. And so you might find yourself identify with Paul in that way, that you might 
have some of your greatest difficulties because you're trying to serve the Lord. What do Paul's words practically mean? These verses we just read to Paul and to us. Somehow, I don't think Paul can really explain on paper. I know I can't. But somehow, God in his own way gives us help, strength, whatever we need to allow us to go on and continue living, continue going on, and he uses the word sufficient, meaning just enough that we need at that moment for that time, for that circumstance we're upset. Sometimes we need different kinds of whatever God gives us. And again, I can't explain it, and I think most of you would agree that you've had experience that you can't explain it either. But, you know, it's like food. We don't really know how the digestive system works. Well, we kind of do. We really don't know. But you know what? I'm not going to stop eating until we figure it out. Are you? So I can't figure it out. We'll just, we'll just take it. Thank you, Lord. And take it. Go on. It's, I'm sure that you would know that to be true. And you can't explain. So what's God doing for me? I don't know. He's just helping you. Maybe he's strengthening you, comforting you. Maybe he does things you're not even conscious of. That you know God is helping you. Paul did that in many cases. The only problem is it's temporary. He doesn't give us everything we need in one shot. It's temporary for that time. Even Jesus, when he was tempted, the, he quoted verses the devil left him. But you know what? Go back and read the Gospels. The devil came back. And so the strength of whatever God gives us, the ability that he gave Paul, that he gives us, is temporary, at least for that moment. But what if we didn't have it in that moment? So maybe tonight you're upset about something. And so maybe you need to talk to yourself after church. We may need some self-talk to talk to ourselves about God to be reminded of God's faithfulness. Notice again what David said in verse 5. He said, four little words, hope thou in God. You know our nation needs tonight? <clears throat> People that hope in God. Now that won't solve all the problems, it sure would help a lot. And really that's the thing you and I have to do. Hope thou in God, do we? We say God is our hope, but is he really? H-O-P-E. Someone says hope carries stars in her eyes. It lifts us up, it keeps us going. Going through trouble develops hope. Our hope rests in the faithful one, or it should. Not in Maslin, not in Columbus, not in Washington, not in New York, United Nations. <clears throat> but our hope is in, it's in God. Let me read to you just a couple verses from a very interesting passage of scripture. You, you can write it down. Don't turn to it because it'll take you a while to find it. Lamentations. I think I've only preached one sermon from Lamentations, maybe two. But let, let me read this to you. We're talking about talking to ourselves about God. And be, in this case, reminded of God's faithfulness in Lamentations. Now, what's a lamentation? Oh, everything's bad. Everything's horrible. Lament. It's, you know, upset. Whatever. In chapter 3 and verse 21, let me read you these couple verses. Lamentations 3.21. The writer says, This I called to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every 
morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good to them that wait on him. Wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. There's a couple of great verses. God's mercies are new every morning. Now, if you make it till tomorrow morning, you get out of bed. You can make it. Praise the Lord. I mean, there's a lot of people, even this church, who can't get out of bed. One lady, she's almost in tears. She goes, I can't even stand on my own two feet. And she's dead serious. She can't. So you can stand there. I'm standing on my own two feet. So, I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. You can find your way to the bathroom. Don't look in the mirror, though. <laughs> at any rate, his mercies are new every morning. Hey, you made it through the night. The verses say, great is thy faithfulness. God's faithfulness to us and for us. We all know it's true. But you know, if you get nothing else out of this, get this tonight. Stop looking at the faithfulness of man and look at the faithfulness of God. Now let that sink in. Stop looking at the faithfulness of man. You know what? Because man will not be faithful. Man will disappoint you. Mankind. Stop looking at the unfaithfulness of mankind. Look at the faithfulness of God. Boy, what a difference, huh? It's perspective. That's what, in essence, I think that's what David's saying here. Those are my words, and I got them from somebody else, but they're really good. God is always up to the occasion. He's always up to the occasion. And no problem, your problems are not too big for God, whatever they might be. So, let us talk to ourselves about God's grace. Let's talk to ourselves about God's goodness. Let us talk to Jesus about trading our faith, our fears, our fears for faith. Not just a one-time deal, but ongoing and keep, talk, keep talking to yourself. Talking to yourself, not someone else. Each person must do it for themselves. I can't talk to you for You have to talk to yourself about these things to the Lord. In the context... David is talking to himself. He's not talking to anybody else. It just so happens it's included in the scriptures. We have it to read the account. He is talking to himself. So talk to yourself. Let me read again verse 5. Psalm 42, verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. We'll start the invitation music if God's spoken to your heart. Maybe you need to talk to yourself about the Lord. Maybe tonight at the time of invitation at the altar, you certainly can do that. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and eyes closed if God's spoken to your heart. Take a minute. Pray about it. Pray about maybe something for the new year. Maybe you are upset. If you're a human being, you live long enough, you're going to be upset. Maybe you're going to need to talk to him about some of these things.
Maybe we need to remind him about his goodness and faithfulness to us. Maybe you're discouraged tonight. It's easy to get discouraged. It really is. I'll be waiting just a minute. look this way for just a moment we'll bring your invitation to close thank you for your attentiveness for those listening at home let me say one other thing a little not really announcement if you have not got your bob ring record let me encourage you to stop by the information table and get one tonight you're only two days behind if 